This is Akash Pandey, and you are listening to South Asians Love Rap. Stories from people who look like me, set to the music that moves them. We made it to 2021. The podcast is alive and kicking. That definitely took a little break at the uh, tail end of the year there in the month of December, as you may have noticed. Partly, you know, I'll admit I lost a little steam and started thinking about other podcast ideas, which I'm sure I'll share in a future episode, but I also got a puppy at the end of November, and that just made for a, a distracted December, a fun December, but definitely lots and lots of time spent with the little guy. We named him Clay, like Clay Thompson, who... uh NBA fans will know Torres Achilles before the season won't be gracing a basketball court anytime soon, but we have a great little consolation prize, a little five pound Labradoodle, uh, mini golden doodle. Um, sure. I'll share a picture at some point on the Instagram account. Anyhow, today's episode was recorded in December. So you may hear some references to this year um, is 2020, and feel free to just just ignore those. I'm sure you know there, there's not too many of them. Uh, my guest today is Anil Jagdiani. He's a medical doctor in Southern California who has a deep, deep love for hip hop. He's been my family's go-to guy for questions about COVID in the last year. Probably because he is family, uh, should disclose that his uh, first cousin is my brother's wife. So uh, we are close, and uh, I've I've actually only you know really hung out with him a handful of times. But whenever we do get together, as we talk about in the interview, we freestyle. We talk about albums that we love, and so this was a great opportunity for me to bring him on to the show and, and learn really a lot from him about music that has inspired him and spoken to him throughout his time. Uh, you know, we cover a lot of ground. We talk about Bay area slappers, we talk about the LA underground anthems and the roots catalog. We even kind of go, go off topic and, and talk a little bit about, you know, what his experiences have been, you know, in the last year dealing with COVID patience and some of the inspiration that his grandfather brought to him and how that ignited his passion for hip-hop even though his grandfather never loved hip-hop technically so it's it's a really fun interview and I'll, I'll take you all right to it uh, before I do that I just want to say please please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts um, I'll throw this in there. Anil and I talk about freestyling in this interview, something I haven't really talked about before. I'll add an incentive. If I get to 25 ratings, 10 written reviews on Apple, I'll drop a freestyle in one of these episodes, uh, and, you know, out myself as a amateur freestyle artist. Um, actually really happy that I've gotten almost half the way there already. 12 of you have gone and given us five stars, which I really appreciate. But please, please uh, write a few words, tell Apple how you feel about the podcast, and it'll be good motivation for me to keep going. Um, And yeah, now I'm going to go right to the live intro of Anil Jagdiani. Enjoy. 
here's how it started out. When I first met my sister-in-law's cousins, uh, Neil wasn't there. It was a sunny afternoon in Sonoma. It was sort of a meeting of families. We were all like the young kids, uh, all of us in our 20s, but to our parents, we're all as kids. Uh, we all kind of met, had drinks, um, and Anil wasn't there. He's in Minnesota, I believe, uh, doing his thing at the Mayo Clinic, but his presence was felt. And stories galore of just <laughs> who this dude is, what he brings, uh, his presence, and also his love for hip-hop. And immediately, people who knew how much I loved hip-hop, my brother, Tina, um, they told me that we would get along and we'd get along really well. And as soon as we did meet at a wedding, I think we, we definitely met before my brother and Tina got married, but at every wedding that I've seen you at, we've huddled in a corner, freestyled uh, outside by the by the trucks or the cars or whatever's out there. Uh, we've chopped it up, talked about albums that we've been, been into. And so uh, I'm so excited. I know that you're you know battling COVID on the front lines. You're a very, very accomplished doctor. I love following you on Twitter and seeing all the things that you're putting out there. Uh, and so you, you've got, you don't have a ton of time on your on your hands, but I really do appreciate you making time for the show, man. Welcome, Anil Jagdiani, to the show. Hey, thanks, man. It's a really, really nice and kind of funny uh, <laughs> introduction. Um, but yeah, I, I got to say, um, your brother had told me, oh, just, just wait till you meet my brother. You know, he's <laughs> interested in hip hop is just like yours. He likes the best rhymes. Um, and it's what I look forward to now, you know, whenever we have a big family event and I know you're going to be there, I'm like, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see a clash so we can best some freestyles. <laughs> Cause honestly, I, I just don't get to do that very often anymore. You know? For sure. For sure. Well, tell me a little bit about how things are going. I mean, this, this year has been sort of the year of COVID and all of us are dealing with it in our own way, but you've really had a front row seat to, to how badly this virus has impacted us. Um, so how, how are you doing and, and what's that been like for you? Um, it's been rough, man. You know, I, I gotta say this has probably been my most challenging year just as a human. I'm not talking about as a physician or, or, or as a parent, but just as a human in general, man, I mean, it's just like a, it's a nonstop grind, you know? Um, but you know, being that this is a, a, a podcast about, about hip hop, I have to say like, I've kind of sat really deep into my love of music to, to really get me through my day. So even if you come into my office, like there's always something playing, right? I mean, mm. and nowadays I close my doors, there's always something playing and it kind of just, it, it sets the tone for, okay. And hip hop in, in a way there's happy hip hop, there's struggle hip hop. And, and, and I've kind of like sat into the struggle of hip hop a, mm. a, a little bit lately. It just, yeah. it, it helps me get through the day because some of it's aggressive. You, you kind of get that aggression out. You, you listen to the lyrics and um, yeah, man, it's, it's what's powered me through to December. I wasn't sure if, if we were going to make it, but you know, the, the crazy part is you, you, you enter every day thinking, Oh, is this the day I'm going to catch it? Could I die? Mm. You know, mm. could I die? And, and, and that means a whole lot more to me now with two young kids at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a wife at home that I could potentially leave behind if something happens to me. Um, and so, uh, like I said, man, I'm, I'm ready to, to be done with this. I'm ready yeah. to, um, you know, move on. 
I'm so glad you mentioned struggle hip hop. I feel like it's a underappreciated genre or something that, you know, nowadays kids are like, all the artists are emo, but I'm like, hip hop's been emo for years, decades. Right. Like, get out of here with this, like, it's emo now. What are some, who are some artists that you turn to, some songs maybe that you've put on in your office that have helped you get through the tough year? Oh, dude. I mean, so it's, you know, this is this is a really tough question for me, and 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 the reason for that is, um, like, I have so many different artists that I listen to, and um, it really depends on, on on what kind of mood I'm in. But like uh, mm-hmm. this year, this year for for some reason, I started going back to a lot of old, um, like Vinnie Paz. It is just a word. To others, it is a code. What matters is the colony. He's willing to live for the colony, to fight for the colony, to die for the colony. Witness the yard of combat. The center is where the bomb's at. It's illegal for the feeble to see beyond that. Upon that, cyanide gases. Sentinel them through your ventricle with nine axes. Time lapses. We yawn with brutal and terrible conflict. You're not necessarily thinking that, oh, this person is having a hard time, um, like in a hospital right now, right? Sure. But it's aggressive. And and, and, you, and and you can hear the struggle that they were raised in and, and how they spit their bars. And that really helps me to like stay motivated to get through my day. And so I've, I've gotten back to, to a lot of that lately. But then at the same time, you know, I listened to the new Reason album, um, mm. and and I love I love it, man. I mean, Reason yeah. is just killing it right now. you know i, I listen to some new buster rhymes this year i listen nice. to homeboy sandman um you know so it's just it's it's been a little bit all, all over the map well i actually want to rewind uh and and take you back to your early days you mentioned something that i really wanted to ask you about and that's about your grandfather and him spitting rhymes as you were growing up and and it because it starting that early right where you started hearing these rhymes from your grandfather and uh developed a love for the art from there can you talk a little bit about that yeah man i mean um i'm i'm gonna give his full name i knew him as nana right that's Mm -hmm. my mom's father yeah, um, my favorite person I have ever met in my life. Um, you know, rest in peace. His full name is Hassan Nandbatia, mm. um, and he just had this zest for for life, zest for happiness, is, is what I would say. And part of his happiness what was really rooted in poetry, uh, poetry in the sense where you know, not that there was any particular theme to his thought process. But he he loved to put words together that rhyme, and mm-hmm. from as young as I can remember, three or four years old. I mean, he every day, 
anything he's saying, he's making it into some kind of limerick, some kind of poem, some kind of rhyme. Uh, and I loved it. We thought it, me and my brother, we thought that was so fun, you know, and, and, and I kind of picked up on that. I would try to do it back with him and he would teach me how to put words together that rhyme. I have a box in my closet upstairs hmm. of letters he's written to me that it's like a full eight and a half by 11 page of, yeah. of just rhymed, rhymed words, right? He knew nothing about rap, nothing about hip hop. This is all just rhyme, rhymed words on paper. And I think that had a lot of impact on who I grew into as an adult and, and how that drew me into, you know, freestyling. Sure. Because in a sense, this was my first exposure to freestyle, right? right. I'm, I'm standing in a house, I'm playing around with my grandfather and, and we're just rhyming back and forth for no reason other than to, to have a good time. And I mean, when I think back um, to the days where, you know, we'd, we'd have a big cypher in junior high and high school or college, that's exactly what it was. You got a bunch mm. of people, you know, women and men together spitting bars off the top of their head, just having a good time. Right. Um, you know, and, 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 and I think that that's what really drew me into the culture. Yeah. And you know, he didn't know anything about hip hop and yet he was hip hop in his style and his persona looking back yeah. on it. That's, that's fantastic. And it's um, interesting, you know, he, he is probably my biggest influence in mm. terms of becoming, you know, um, a, a rap fan. Mm. Uh, and, and that was never his intention. So I just, I, I find that a little bit interesting in, in my story. I mean, that there's different ways that people kind of connect with the culture and, and my grandfather who had nothing to do with it was really mine. You grew up in Fremont and obviously had exposure to Bay Area music growing up, middle school, high school. What artists were coming up for you? How did you get into hip hop outside of sort of uh, the family influence? For me, it was always about a feeling. You know, it was like <clears throat> I grew up and I think I may have put this in my email. I grew up listening to listening to a lot of different types of music. But right. in my house, young, all it was was Indian music. You know, yeah. Hindi songs, yeah. film songs, things like that. And I still love that, right? I'm not I'm not walking around the house bumping that or I don't, you know, typically play that stuff in my car. Um, but if I hear it, I like it. It, it makes mm -hmm. me feel good. And that was the first sense of like who I who I grew into as a music fan in general was I I like to listen to music that makes me feel good. And I'm not gonna right. lie, like I fuck with some country songs. If yeah. if I if I hear it and it makes me feel good it's going on my playlist. I don't care sure. what anybody else thinks about it. I don't care, you know, how anybody else feels. It's how about how I feel when I listen to my music. And for some reason, there's probably some argument somewhere where people are saying, you know, you, you wish you were this, you wish you were black, you wish you were gangster, this and that. Um, and, but that was never the case, but I, I started hearing music on the radio uh, and, and the rap music was what was making me feel good. It was what I was grooving to. And, and maybe it was that rhyming influence growing up. Right. And me paying attention to to the lyrics that are being spit in each song. But there was a there's this drug dealer that used to live on my street. I'm not gonna <laughs> shout out his name, but he actually got me into a lot of really gangster gangster rap when I was super young. You know, I was probably yeah. like twelve or thirteen. He'd yeah. come like his mom was always home, so he'd come and he'd smoke weed in our backyard in the summer. Cause my yeah. parents were never home. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he introduced me to like Mac mall, mm. Mac Dre, JT, the big figure. And that was like my first foray into non-radio rap. Straight pimp shit when you're fucking with Mac Dre. Pimp shit, pimp shit. 
shit these guys are dope right. the the beats are dope the the rhymes are dope and and they're coming so hard and i had i had no idea what they were talking about right i'm 12 i'm 13 years old i'm a suburban like i grew up in a middle class neighborhood the suburban kid um but but i enjoyed the music because i i, I enjoyed the beat I, I enjoyed the rhyme and i think that's what what started making me try to listen more and search more and um, my, my brother, my older brother, uh, shout out to Amit. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's into a lot of like acoustic type guitar music. He sings, he plays guitar. He's really good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he he kind of um, <laughs> he kind of helped me find my passion mm. because I, I started hosting a fake radio show with him. <laughs> that it was just for us two. You know, I I would record dope shit that I heard on the radio songs. And then we'd and then we'd we'd dub over it and pretend we had um, our own radio show on our radio. I'd be like, "This is a meet and a Neil with." We used to call it KW Balls because I think that was from uh, Snoop Dogg's Snoop Dogg's yeah. album. We copied it. We were like, "This is this is a meet and Neil with KW Balls." And we'd have like this, you know, we'd interview each other, and then you know, next up we have JT the Bigger Figure with you know, uh, game recognized game. In the back, in the back, you get out. play that and, and record that in and so that was what started really getting me into the culture early on then you know as i started um you know through elementary school maybe not so much it was more like my michael jackson yeah. r&b days yeah junior high school i remember being in seventh grade and seeing a group of dudes a, a group of eighth and seventh graders um standing around uh what we call the quad freestyling and I was like, oh, shit, I want to go check that out. You know, and so I walked up and I'm listening, I'm listening. Didn't participate at all. I, I had I had never freestyled before um, like that. I'd freestyle yeah. with my grandfather. Sure. And then so I started playing beats at home by myself yeah. in my room and just trying to rhyme and just trying to rhyme to him. And I think over time, I gained enough confidence to, to hop in that circle and, and rap with them. And then, you know, it just took off after that it became a huge passion and yeah I, I know that by the time you got to Irvine and like something that defined your time there was freestyle can you talk about that like how big of a role did freestyle play in your life in college dude shout out UC Irvine man I had I, I had no idea 
that there would be such a huge, um, you know, hip hop community out there. Uh, but there is, and, and, and I hope there continues to be because it, it, it really made um, a lasting impact on my life. So my freshman year in, in the dorms in college, there just seemed to be this huge buzz around rap mm. and around freestyle and specifically battle rap. Um, and there were all these, these local battles everywhere, even like, you know, so you see Irvine has two different dorm areas. One's called Mesa court. The other one, <laughs> the other one's called middle earth. If I remember correctly, which is kind <laughs> of funny. Uh, but I, but I lived in Mesa court and, and we had every year, there was like a huge uh, rap battle that the Mesa court administrators and the student staff would put together. Wow. And probably like 30, 40 people would come out and, and battle each other. I battled in that my freshman year and I got, I got just destroyed because we had let local cats come in and battle too. Okay. Um, and, and I got destroyed in, in, in my second year when I was working in the dorms, I helped, I helped arrange uh, that battle. And then, um, you know, we had a hip hop Congress form on campus. Hip hop Congress uh, is, is a national college hip hop club. I, I don't know how the meetings work elsewhere, but at least locally, uh, we probably had about 20, 30 kids, uh, you know, in hip hop Congress. And it was all types of people, right? It's, I, I may have been like one of the only Indian cats there, but it was, you know, white folks and black folks and, 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 and uh, Latinx folks and Asians and, you know, and everyone came together over their love of the music. Yeah. Each meeting, each meeting would start with a freestyle. Mm. Like that was, that was how we, had, that was how we started, kicked off the meeting. Everyone would have to bust at least two bars yeah. and more if, if you wanted to go more, but no less, you had to, you had to kick in two bars if you want to join the meeting. And that was it. Um, and so it had a huge influence on me and, and my boy who I think might be an interesting um, character for you to talk to my boy, Rahul, uh -huh. uh, he, he's, he's two years younger than me. He, he came in and this guy was like a, a freaking presence. Like mm. he, he, he made hip hop an even bigger presence on campus. He was so passionate about it. He used to have a blog um, and he started hosting this radio show at UCI called So Illvine. Whoa, okay. okay. And um, it was no top 40. It was all underground artists only. Um, and he had a lot of people, a lot of local artists come on the show, like even uh, Far East Movement, you know, mm. before they were big, before they yeah. before they had hit the radio waves, right. they were a group from Orange County, you know, and, and, and they were That's just the, like a G6, locally. like a G6, yeah. Group, right? Yeah. Yeah. But before, you know, before yeah. all that, they were super underground, man. I mean, these mm. dudes could fucking rhyme, right? Stop. It's time for revolution. Move east around the world like you right brain stupid. That's why I'm a defy the odds of evolution. If you think I can't do it, I'ma keep on proving. I'm a monk on a mission with a vision of soul. Kick bones from my skin till my bone marrow. It's a drive called fresh right out the west. On the quest for far east movement. So take it in. Brothers, digest it. We kicking knowledge, but we make it sound festive. Bring it on funk. So we had them on the show. We had a bunch of other cats on the show. We'd always just be freestyling and playing underground music, you know? And so it was like, uh, it wasn't even like anything I ever thought about. Freestyle mm -hmm. was just part of daily life. You know, it was just like a normal part of every day. You go to class, you'd see your friends, you bust a rhyme, you go to sleep. <laughs> next, you know, rinse next. and repeat. Yeah. 
it rinse repeat yeah and so it, you know it 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 just it it really anchored me into who i who i am as a person and the fact that you know i may not be like a, a bunch of my other desi friends you know um but i didn't care i was like this is what this is what i enjoy and and, and this is what i'm going to do and what what time period was this that you were in college and all this was happening 2000 so I went to college 2000 I should have graduated 2004 I was there I was a little bit of a down wilder I was there till 2005 <laughs> um yeah so so it was in that time period and um you know you kind of have a, a a certain swag being a bay area cat and I still sure. I, I still kind of carry that barrier vibe with me where I'm like I'm from the bay nothing's ever I've lived in SoCal for 20 years nothing's ever going to take the bay out of me right, right. I'm a bay right. area I'm a Bay Area sports fan. I'm a Bay Area rap fan. You know, um, it, it took me a long time to get used to wearing flip flops. That's just not what people were doing when I grew up <laughs> <laughs> at home. Um, and and so coming to Orange County from the Bay, I, I had a certain perception of how I thought things were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but there's there's a community and it's like deep rooted. You know, I mean, we went to. Like, I mean, we had like Zion and I come to campus and perform mm-hmm. in our humanities hall. Nice. Up close, up close and personal. Uh, Crown City Rockers, you know, Brother Ali, Ghostface. Ghostface came and, and him and his dudes were fucking freestyling with us. Like it was yeah. like nothing, yeah. you know? Um, and so it was a really, really good experience for me, man. And something that I'll, I'll never forget. Right. And it, it tells you, a lot about how welcoming hip hop is. You mentioned all the diversity of folks that were involved. And then even just this anecdote about Ghostface crew, it's like, yeah, these guys, we might put them on pedestals, but ultimately they just are guys that rhyme really well. And like, are down yeah, to, they just like to, to rhyme, yeah. dude. Yeah. They smoke yeah. weed. They smoke yeah. weed. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but they like to rhyme. That was the first thing my, my, my homie actually picked Ghostface up from the airport. And in the first place he, had, he was late. Ghostface was fucking late. As okay. Hell. Um, and, um, my, my, my homie's like, dude, we gotta take you to the show because people are waiting. And Gus just was like, nah, he had to hit his weed spot first. <laughs> it's <laughs> so LA, it's man. Like, <laughs> it's like a detour. It's like a detour, 45 minutes to pick up some weed and then, and then come back to the show. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, as a Bay Area dude, you know, you mentioned some of the artists that you loved from the Bay moving to LA area, Orange County. Um, how did that? sit with you did you feel la artists how did you kind of uh gel with la the la rap scene compared to what you were hearing in the bay you know i i i gotta tell you like uh even coming with that like bay area pride i was so open to hearing music from other places right Mm -hmm. i mean i i think i had mentioned this in in my email one of the first tracks that really opened me up to like underground rap that wasn't that wasn't like bay area rap yeah it was um this this track called mixtapes by a group called the knots on the bus rolling to the crib i would get dibs on the seat with my man oj and rock beats from lamert park the 81st when i got home 
This was first, I plugged the headphones in Then catch the break, 14 with the system I was like great on the turntables I turned labels back and forth and pushed stop on the tape Then down the street to 81st place The kid with the fat face with the fat case for sale $10 if you was known I put the turntable down for the microphone I used to sell mixtapes but now I'm an MC I got the rhymes and beats I don't know if you've heard that song. I heard not. it after you sent me an email. I'd never heard it before. Dude, it's like one of my, still one of my really favorite cool tracks song. of all yeah. time. And and I think, and I think part of that is nostalgia, you know, it takes me back to when I was a kid and, and I heard it. Um, but they came, they came from Project Blow. I mean, Project Blow is huge in LA, right? I mm. mean, th- they put out a ton of artists, AC Alone, uh, Bus Driver, uh, later on, dumbfounded, open mm-hmm. mic eagle, um, yeah. and 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 these are all cats that I enjoyed listening to, you know. And so, going to SoCal, the majority of my friends were from the LA area, mm-hmm. right? And um, and 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 they were listening to these artists. None of them were listening to Bay Area artists. In fact, a lot of them had never even heard of the Bay Area artists that I grew up on, which was strange, right? So you're like cross-sharing music i mean i met a i met a cat who never even heard digital underground before <laughs> and i'm like what? <laughs> what and all around the world To the pop song that I'm singing, ding-a-linging, funky beats ringing. How do, how do you not know that? But, 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 but it was like it was like this cross-sharing um, that that I still enjoy to this day. You know, yeah. New York artists have their own bravado and swag. Right. L.A. artists have have their own steez. People under the stairs. Uh, you know, oh, dilated yeah. people's evidence. I love those cats, man. You know, they're still they're still on my playlist and. Um, it kind of just depends on, on on what kind of mood I'm in. You know, when I listen to Bay Area rap, I tend to put it all in a playlist together, right? Yeah. Um, there's this track by by Drew Down. I think it's called 911. Walking down the street watching ladies all night watching me. Was the housing authority tasking OPD? It's raining, it's pouring. Do a two phone, no snoring. Posted on the spot with the Glock, cause we wore it. I'm soaring to the top of the deck. Ace the hole, won't the grind, giggity grind, no time, bo chasing hoes. Dolphins love me. Come to the spot, pushing a buggy filled with kids. So got that cola, man. Can you block me? The slugs be on fat, but what's that a Cadillac? I'm not gun proof, some nigga out the sunroof, busting caps. I'm striking through the bushes, but didn't quite make it. They thought it breaking and taking my shit without my grip. I'm naked, I hate it. Got smacked across the face with a sold off. They wrote me up, choked me up, now I'm hauled off. With the pumpkin here locked in the trunk. I'm having flashbacks as all I heard was glass backs and hella bum. Um, and I think to me, that track is like the epitome of Bay Area rap. It's Drew Down featuring Yuck Mouth. And, and, if, and if you haven't heard it, I would highly yeah, I recommend it. it. Yeah. Um, but, but it's 
fucking grimy, dude. It's so yeah. grimy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't live that life right. at all. But when I hear it, I enjoy the way they're able to spit about it. It's just, yeah. it's masterful, right? For me, yeah, that track is Andre and Andre, the Nicotita and Mac yeah. song. Like whenever I fly <laughs> back into the Bay, if I haven't been back home for a while, that's always the first song I play. I just get off yeah, the plane man. and it's like the, you know, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> like I'm just like, all right, I'm back. <laughs> Backwoods got me congested, ain't rested in two days. Getting paid, been on niggas' head like two pay. Uh, well, I want to ask you one more question about the college days, and then I'll move on. I would love to talk about kind of more uh, recent times. So I asked Tina, your cousin, my sister-in-law, uh, to give me a download on just what she'd be interested in asking you about, and she told me a funny anecdote that I want to bring bring I'm, up. I'm a little, I'm a little worried, man. <laughs> <laughs> so she said when she got to college, because she went to Irvine as well, was a few years younger than you. Uh, she started meeting people, and they would say, "Oh, hey, yo, you're Jiggy's cousin." And she would be like, who the fuck is Jiggy? And then she realized that that was a nickname, maybe a rap name uh, that you had. And so her question is, how did you develop the name Jiggy? Uh, and uh, what's that story? Dude, that, goes, that actually goes way back. That goes back <laughs> to like uh, probably like sixth or seventh grade. So um, this is pre-getting Jiggy with it. Will okay. Smith, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna claim this name before Will Smith ever made it before <laughs> Will Smith ever made it big. So um, you know, my, my brother and I we're, we're we're big dudes. Um and my brother's a lot lot smaller now, but uh, back in the day, people used to call him Biggie. Uh he's just a bit he's a big dude. Yeah. And they used to they, you know, we looked alike, we sounded alike, and everyone was calling me Junior Biggie for a <laughs> while. And then that just got shortened to Jiggy. I love and that. I was cool with that. And, you know, I was cool with that in the beginning. I didn't really care. And then Will Smith getting Jiggy with it came out. And I got to say, I fucking hate that song. Like, <laughs> I've hated it from day one. I hate it now. And I'm not hating on Will Smith, you know, his yeah. old shit. I, I loved it. But that song is annoying as fuck for me. And um, I've been trying to shed that name ever since. So I'm, <laughs> I'm so bummed Tina told you about it because I don't even call me that again. But okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's 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 fine, man. It's it's hilarious. But that kind of, um, I, I thought I, I thought I shed that in college. Yeah. I guess, I guess. <laughs> oh man, I love it. That's uh, shout out it's, Jiggy, man. Shout out Jiggy. <laughs> shout out shout out those nicknames. I feel like when I was growing up, similarly, I was a younger brother. People called my brother Pande, so they just call me Junior Pande or Pande Junior. Yeah, you know what man. I mean? It's just like you un- get the leftovers. <laughs> yeah, it's un- uncreative, uninventive, but you, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it it sticks. Uh, and so I, I feel you there. Um, so tell me a little bit more about how your tastes have changed. I mean, now father of two doctor doing big things in the world. How has your love for hip hop morphed over time? You know, it's funny, man. Like I, I thought about that young, I thought about, you know, as I grow older, 
is my taste in music going to change? Am I going to be getting away from rap music? Am I going to be getting more into rap music? What am I going to do about the kids, uh, et cetera? Um, and honestly, man, I, yeah, I'm 38. Hmm. I feel exactly the same as I did when I'm 18. Yeah. New album drops. I get so fucking hyped, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my car. I, I rap in my car all the time. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's my me time to just let loose. Um, if, if anything, I'm trying to hold on even tighter Hmm. because I want my children to grow up hearing the music that influenced me. And, um, it's a little hard to balance that right now because, you know, I I have a a five-year-old and she repeats a lot of what she says. And I'm not saying that rap music shouldn't be repeated, but there are some words that stand out sometimes that maybe she won't understand quite yet. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to introduce her to some, to some of the more kid friendlier hip hop up front. Yeah. Um, but if anything, like I still read hip hop, uh, you know, hip hop blogs, underground hip hop.com. I, you know, I go to hip hop heads, um, Reddit, Reddit. subreddit, um, to stay on top of like, what's coming out, who's new, who are the old school cats that are, that are dropping new albums. Um, you know, Black Dot Stream of Thought Volume 3. In just a few moments, we will hear from the most powerful black man in America today. Everybody. I don't think you heard. The most powerful black man in the world. Hey, yo. They asked why I seem so solemn on a throne between three stone columns. You know the name, fucking up the game, no condoms. Everybody goddamn first world problem. The truth is inconvenient as non-believers. Fearing doctor dreamers instead of FEMA. Bentley Benzer, Abima, Fiji, Aquafina. We fuck around and be the next Iwo Jima. The tides rising at the same time like they synchronize for making art, for making love. Like it's a dope, dope album. You know, Black Thought to me is... He never gets mentioned in, in top five, you know, dead or alive list. But I, in my on my list, Black Thought would be there, hands down. You know, there's, Dude, the, I'm there's with no you. question about that. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. Actually, let me ask you about that. You, you mentioned Illadelph Half Life being a formative album for you. It was for me too. I remember in high school, someone putting me onto what they do, and then I got that album and just couldn't let it go. What What's the importance of that album for you uh, and the roots more specifically? Yeah. So I'm going to actually, you know, the Illadelph Half-Life is what introduced me to the roots. Okay. But the, um, the album for me that, that, that really changed the way I listened to hip hop was things fall apart. Yeah. And it was the first time I started noticing the individual instruments in each track. I grew up on lyrics, right? I grew up with a grandfather who's like pushing lyrics 24-7 and like I was always just into the lyrics and maybe the beat was secondary, the tune was secondary, the cadence was secondary 
And then I heard things fall apart and you have like fucking cowbells. You, hmm. you have like, you know, um, I don't even know the name of the instrument. But there's a plastic instrument that shakes that, that they're playing and you hear every single individual piece yeah. and the songs are breaking. Like it's breaking from one beat then you're going into instrumental band only and then it's coming back with another beat and it was fucking mind-blowing man i was just like whoa this is music on a whole a rap music on a whole different level right you don't have to have samples mm-hmm. you don't have to have um you know a beat maker you can have a live band right and 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 and, and make rap music and it can be amazing and and i think that was the first time I, I really started appreciating the musicality of rap music. The Roots did that for me in a way that I, I don't think any other any other band did. There was a really, really small time band, um, super obscure. And, and, and I was like into really obscure rap back then called Hyrule Specs. Hyrule okay. Specs. Um, and they were live band hip hop. And so was Crown City Rockers, uh, previously known as The Mission. Um, and I got, you know, when I heard things fall apart, it was like for like four or five months, I only listened to those three bands, Crown City mm. Rockers, High Respects, and, and this album, Things Fall Apart, because it was like I needed to have that live music kind of feel yeah, while hearing people just kill rhymes on them, you know? Um, I, yeah, it's there's a moment that's frozen in time for me being in a cousin's car when Step Into the Realm came on, and oh it's the God. first song... It's the fr- I, I actually when I was thinking about my own list of what are songs that really changed me or moments that I remember, that was one of them where I was like, What the fuck is this? Step into the realm, you're bound to get caught. And from this worldly life, you'll soon depart. Yeah, the walk across this world is deceptive. Beats are perfected, the ghetto's infested with more destruction, a vocal eruption. We speak about corruption with no introduction. Approach me with caution, cause I spark. the way that song builds up and it's like a battle between the beat and the and the and the rhymes and the voice is rising and the beat is rising and then it falls it's just like some some sort of musical performance like virtuoso that i just hadn't ever witnessed before amazing man i mean i mean i think uh you know props to the roots they've taken perhaps yeah. a whole to different level and, and and i think uh you know there's probably it's it's crazy for me to think about it this way but there's probably a generation of kids who are growing up now thinking the roots are jimmy fallon's band yeah but they're not <laughs> you know <laughs> right, this is right. their retire. this is their <laughs> retirement plan you know yeah yeah uh, but, but 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 they like they changed the game Mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. yeah no 100% 100% one other nugget i picked up on that i want to ask you about and and this ties back to what you mentioned about your grandpa and the the letters that you have of him the poetry he wrote you're a haiku man and i have heard that you tend to write family members haikus for birthdays celebrations uh and it it, it makes me want to ask you like how do you keep hip hop going in your life? What are the ways that you stay writing, stay, stay rhyming, even though you don't have as much time as you might have had in the past to dedicate to it? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, did you get that from Tina? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the haikus actually started off as kind of 
that's kind of a joke. And and then they just and then they just got fun. It, it just got fun trying to put together um, you know this five seven five syllable structured thing that would be you know pertinent to someone I know. And lately it's it's turned to to limericks, right? And so mm. writing people rhymes uh, uh, for their birthdays. But um, that ha- you know there are so many people I care about that I've met over the past. 38 years of my life. Yeah. Um, and I try to send each one of them a poem on their birthday, you know, mm. via mm. text and I'll just kind of shoot it out to them. Um, and that happens quite often, you know, I'd say probably like once a week, there's someone that I'm, I'm, I'm shooting a poem to. Um, but I've been, you know, as much as I'd like to continue to record my own music and, and spit, unfortunately that hasn't, that hasn't really been the case, but I, I say unfortunately, and, and maybe I don't, I, I don't mean it with that word because I have been writing a lot more in terms of spoken word. Mm. Um, so lately I've been writing a lot of spoken word poetry, you know, over the past couple of years. And um, I recorded on my own. I keep it for myself. I've shared yeah. some on social media, um, but spoken word has been kind of my own progression to keep the, the rhyming going. Uh, to keep the emotions going, the thoughts flowing onto paper. Um, and it's fun for me. And, and I, you know, I perform it for my family and, and, you know, I have some friends that are into hip hop and ask me to send them links and, you know, I'll, I'll send them things too. And so um, that's what I've been doing lately. Uh, I did record a rap track with, with my buddy, um, Shout out to Ray Ray, uh, Riggsy Fort. That's his, uh, that's his MC name, mm. Ray Riggs. Uh, you know, he recorded a track. He recorded an album, a couple albums while I was in uh, med school. And he had me hop on a track with him uh, back then. Take my first two steps on life's journey. Night's turning into daylight. Stage fright turning into dreams. Dreams turning into a million things. Wards a million things with a quiet heart. Trying to find a girl that makes a fire start. In a night depart. I'm a life that's love. Just a hug like a drug. Catch your life from dark. So I spend nights apart trying to fight the war, but my plight will start. Cause I was stuck with a hollow chest and so unsure I won't follow next all the text. When unanswered, hazard, my heart consumed like a cancer. Singing my swan song when I wanted to sing, homie quote, tiny dancer. But this ain't no Elton John, this is the motherfucking hell I'm on. And I never ever felt them wrong. For a while it felt like all my friends were gone. And really just my head was gone, but I got back up cause my legs are strong. Turn my head inside out. Examined and managed to banish the damage The pain was not average Dog is slayed like a savage So I lay there just ravaged Trying to wade through this madness Then got saved from the malice Yo, this brown angel is magic Creating new graphic With the fucking greatest dynamic Staying away from the traffic Cause this place is fantastic um, So I think if Life gets a little bit easier In 2021 um, I probably would would get back to that again i'm not trying to sell anybody any of my music this is all for just personal you know for own personal hobbyist reasons but i'll probably yeah. getting back get back to recording some some janky shit on my own that's great <laughs> you know, and, and, and until then um and probably even beyond that I, i've been really into writing spoken word and so um that's kind of where my heart is right now well, I was, you know, I have a request, small request to, to wrap us up here. If, if you'd be willing to share one of your pieces just uh, on the podcast and let let the audience hear it. Are you up for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I could definitely do that. Um, 
Yeah, give me a second. Let me just yeah, pull take, up. Take, uh, take your time. Let, yeah, it'd be awesome to hear one of the pieces you've been doing. All right. Give me just a second, Akash. I just yeah, got to pull yeah, yeah. up uh, no, no, take your time. real quick. All right. Okay, you ready? Yeah, so this is called, uh, this is a piece I wrote last month, actually. This is called They Work For Us. All right. Born in the States, a product of immigrants, respect the land I'm part of and realize I'm not indigenous. My personal growth happened in a land full of color, the people I call my sisters and brothers, even though we don't look or act like each other. I'm pro all color, pro white and pro brother. I'm pro Latinx, fuck it, I'm pro happiness. But mm. I'm still angry at all the nastiness, super wealthy collecting shirts off the backs and necks of the same folks that are helping them stack the checks. The math is wrecked. Let's spread the wealth, man. Give our people the tools and expand our health plans. And unless you're native, your ancestors relied on immigration. Biting the hand that lets you eat, I support immigrants and refugees. I also support the people that live next to me and from other hoods, your fathers and motherhoods, from farm cities to charm city. We're citizens of the same land. Crack a whiskey, smoke a cigar with me. We all have a voice, so let's use it. Disclaimer, I don't believe your voice overrides a woman's choice to make her own choosings. Won't agree on everything, but we can agree it's corrupt, though. Open your eyes. The system is not rigged against red or blue. It's rigged against all of us, yo. And realize this is not for all the people. Straight up, some of y'all are evil. If that's you, get out my damn face. Consider this your Dame Lillard post-game winner hand wave. <laughs> I love it, man. That was awesome. That was awesome. Thanks, Thanks man. That. Thanks, man. That was, that was fun. Yeah, man. And thank you for making the time for this. Uh, though, you know, your time off is limited, so I appreciate you prioritizing uh, this conversation. Oh, gosh, this is really fun, man. Hey, good luck to you and your endeavors. Love Absolutely. the show. Thanks for Absolutely. having me on. Appreciate it, man. Take care. All Tell right, everyone I say hi. That's a wrap on the first episode of 2021. Big shout out to Anil Jagbiani. I, I really recommend following him on Twitter. He's at Dr. J underscore no relation. Uh, really great handle that he has there. Um, I hope he sends me a haiku for my birthday. I love that he does that. And uh, I also hope, you know, you all inter- enjoy the interview and maybe found a few song recommendations uh were taken down memory lane to a time when you were in college and were part of a community or found your tribe in one way or another south asians love rap is produced edited and hosted by me akash Pandey. theme music by dust collector cover art by aaron zonka see y'all next time and stay safe